Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. Today we are talking about our top five things to pack for the hospital. Hi, Amanda. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Okay, so this week we're talking about packing in the hospital, packing for the hospital. Yeah. And things that we found important. There's lots of things that are important and lots of things you think that are important that you won't end up using, <laughs> but that's true. There are things you don't think about. Yeah. I will say that I, I struggled when we were talking about talking about this episode and planning for this episode. I really struggled coming up with stuff because I don't put, I don't pack hospital bags. I pack NICU stay hospitals like NICU stay. So um, my lists are a little bit more challenging, I think. So coming up for an idea of just a regular hospital stay and like delivery bag, I struggled with. So because um, you weren't prepared because both kids were preemies. Yeah. And I don't pack hospital bags in advance. <laughs> no, <'cause> <laughs> you didn't think they were coming. So <laughs> I'm not a planner like that. Yeah. Okay. So give us your first top five so uh my first one is probably the one that i thought was most important and that would be an extension cord and which is i think is so funny but you are adamant about this because i heard you tell so many people about this and it makes sense but go ahead so the reason why the extension cord is because when hospitals were built they weren't built in the cell phone age and well, most hospitals, let's say well, that. Yeah, yes, most hospitals. So the hospital that my children were delivered in and that Katie's kids were delivered in was built in probably what the 40s or 50s? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's it's pretty old. They just put on a beautiful new wing and uh, babies now being born will be born into luxury. <laughs> <laughs> Our babies were not. <laughs> they, no. were, they were uh, born back in uh, the 50s. So you needed an extension cord so that you could charge your phone so that when you woke up in the middle of the night to feed or whatever, and you couldn't go back to bed, you had a fully charged phone. So uh, just keep that one in mind uh, because you don't know where the outlets are in the hospital rooms. Yeah. You're not guaranteed to have the number of outlets that you need for exactly. your devices. Or to be close at hand, right? Because even if you get a longer uh, phone charger, um, they still might not reach. Well, that then takes over one of mine, which was remember to pack your phone, 
a charger, if you can get a longer one, yes, and then headphones because everything is on our on our phones. So like if you're in lab if you're in labor and you're admitted into hospital, if you're going to the hospital, then you know, everybody has music on there. Some you have your Netflix on it. Like if you're looking for a distraction, you can have that. And if there are other people who are delivering around the same time as you, some people are very vocal when they're in labor and delivery and hearing those cries and those yells and grunts and those sounds is a little scary, I would say. So like if you can plug in and put some headphones in and kind of get you into a zone where you're not maybe distracted by other people, um, that can help you. It makes sense, but like I totally never would have thought about that because I had C-sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So um, I I was just me in a room with a bunch of people. <laughs> Whereas like for you, yeah, you're right. Like there's birthing suites beside birthing suites, so you probably could hear other people. Yeah, hundred percent. And like some women are a lot more vocal, and you know some women go natural and don't have any pain interventions when they're in the hospital. So, you know, they need to vote, they're vocalizing to get through it, which is all the power to them. And that is, but you know, when you're in that moment too, you're like, oh my God, what is happening to that woman? Like, does somebody, somebody needs to call the doctor for her. So like, rather than stressing you out and be like, oh my God, is that going to happen to me in a couple of hours? Then plug in, you know, if some people put playlists on, have delivery, like, I've heard of people having meditation music or like having really angry, like picking their, their delivery playlist. Um, so, you know, headphones are a key because then you're in your own little world too. And then if you, you know, you have a stressful partner or like they're kind of freaking out and they're talking to you, you can plug in, ignore them for a couple of minutes, <laughs> go into your own zone if you want. If you need to have, like, if you can fall asleep, maybe that can help you. You could put some meditation on, like there's all these benefits to having headphones. Plus if you're hooked up, if you have an epidural, there's machines, you know, there's monitors. Maybe you don't want to hear those monitors. Headphones are key key for that. So definitely a set set of headphones for sure. Well, it's funny because I didn't have headphones on my list, but I had earplugs. Yes. And um, so when I was spending the first night in the hospital with the boys, I did not have earplugs and I regretted it immediately because here I am confined to a bed because I was fully hooked up to everything, had the catheter in. um, And I still had, I think I had an IV in my arm for part of it. And um, then there were some really loud visitors in the hallway talking and I'm trying to sleep. It was like 9.30 at night and I was exhausted trying and to you sleep. Didn't, and you did not have the boys with you either. So like you're no, not no. you're not <laughs> ignoring your newborns. Like yeah, if they the, were in the if nursery. In the, if uh, the baby's in the room with you, you won't be able to wear earplugs. But if they're in the nursery, you can. And um, unfortunately for me, <laughs> I didn't have earplugs. I had a terrible night's sleep. And then the next night they wanted me to have the babies in the room with me. And I was exhausted. And Keith at that point said, there's no way she can take care of two babies when she's so tired. And they're like, oh, well, you should have a support person spend the night. And I was like, oh my gosh, like who's going to spend the night? So Keith actually got them to take the boys for the second night. And then the third night, my sister spent the night with me. 
and I have never heard the end of how terrible that night was for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually really Needless funny. to say, when Caroline was born, I did not ask her to spend the night with me. <laughs> That's funny. I, well, it's funny that you say, like, to have a support person because, yeah, I... I wouldn't, maybe that's something we should have on our list, a support person to stay with you overnight in recovery and postpartum, because that's not something that I had either. But the reason why I didn't have Keith spend the night is because I needed him to be rested because I was coming home from the hospital in a few nights with two babies, right? So if I haven't been sleeping that well, because I'm sleeping in the hospital, I wanted him to be sleeping well I didn't want us both to be exhausted from the the start yeah so I think that was beneficial and then when Caroline was born um I guess I could have asked my mom to spend the night with me but she was taking care of the boys during the day and Keith was at the hospital with me and Caroline so I couldn't really be like mom spend up stay up with me all night and then go take care of my kids and then again, I needed Keith to be rested because he was going to need to take care of all three kids at some point while I try to recover, right? Okay, so my next one is lip, lip balm and gum. Oh, yes. Because hospitals are dry no matter what. Like, they're dry. There's fans. And, and you're like, if you're breathing through your nose, you're breathing through your mouth, trying to get through contractions, like your lips get dry. There's nothing worth like right now I can feel my lips are a little dry. I'm like, I wish I had lip balm. (laughs) And so a lip balm is key and gum because your mouth gets dry. If you get an epidural, you can't have, you can't have any like solid food while you're, while you're on your epidural or at least in Ontario, you can't. Um, But so like the gum you can have, so then it gives you that chewing sensation. It gives you that saliva movement and the gum is helpful for sure. And then plus it's dry too, gives you better breath. (laughs) Because you're worried about your breath while you're delivering. (laughs) Well, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. It gives you that sensation. The doctor gets a little too close to your face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your your vagina is fine, but your breath is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you said it not me but that's yeah. what I was getting at <laughs> but I I think gum is key yeah. uh and so is lip balm for sure yeah I definitely had a couple things of lip balm handy for me too so yeah um one of the things I really liked uh were zip up pajamas I think I've talked about this before that I had like yeah I had granny jammies from Walmart <laughs> and uh they they zipped all the way up and they were fantastic because they were pretty comfy. It just made skin to skin a lot easier and trying to breastfeed. And then if someone came into the room, you could cover up easily if you needed to. Um, so I just really liked it for those purposes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, although I wouldn't say I would go with like the pajamas, I just like button up shirts. So I use the button-up shirts for my NICU stays, but not zip-up pajamas. That's not something that I would do. But I actually did buy button-up jammies too, um, and I just decided zips would be a lot easier. But I was only in the hospital for three days, and you were in the hospital 
for longer. So, and I was basically confined to a bed for half of the stay. So well, that, that's why I ended up going with the zips. Yeah. Well, that actually leads into like my next one is that like you were more of the, you were confined to a bed, like pajamas. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. I was not a pajama person and I don't tend to be um, in non labor and delivery worlds either. Uh, I'm a loungewear. So my next one is high-waisted black yoga pants. So if they're your maternity pants, great. If they're just regular um, high-waisted pants, even better, but like yoga stretchy comfy ones and make sure that they're black because black goes with everything. So you're going home outfit. Yeah. Um, like you want to be comfortable. Like you don't want to wear a cute little sundress. Like you're not Kate Middleton walking out. I wore a sundress. <laughs> Shut up. No, you did, I did not. I did. I wore a wrap. It was a wrap dress. Yeah. I did not look like Kate Middleton. I was not all done up. <laughs> However, this goes back. I think I said an earlier podcast with the boys when I was and Caroline, I, near the end of my pregnancies, I tended to wear yes. dresses because it was too hard to get the pants on. Yeah. But I have always worn dresses. So okay. for me, it wasn't out of the ordinary. Yeah. So yeah. I, I much prefer the like black yoga pants because whatever shirt you're wearing, like the black pants are going to go with it. So if you want to try and look cute, that's not my main reason, but black does go with everything. And it is one of my favorite colors, but also more importantly is that if you leak through your pad, if you're in the hospital, say you're sitting down, you get up and there's a big gush of blood, mm -hmm. black hides the bleeding mm -hmm. really well. So, you know, you're going to be mortified when you feel like, oh my God, I can feel that I've leaked through. You're going to be mortified as you waddle to your bathroom or you are waddling down the hall from like, if your baby's in the nursery to go to your room, to go to the bathroom or whatever but the black material hides it. So it's less noticeable that you've bled through your pants and your pads. So there's a kind of a, it lessens your mortification of like, yeah, oh exactly. God, what did I do? Um, so I think black pants are key um, for that, any type of postpartum stay like, or at home. I think the black yoga pants are, are key for that. I did end up wearing loungewear at home. Like I specifically bought, loungewear pants I bought some yoga pants and then some that were a little bit baggier for after the kids were born so that I had something comfy but something yeah. that I didn't care if I got ruined right yeah. because you know it's kind of hard like you're bleeding all over the place and even afterwards right so I just yeah. bought some pants that I didn't really care about no Lulu's. <laughs> See, I did wear my, I did wear my Lululemons. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but that was just because those were the only pants I had with Freya and then, um, that I had at home when I went into labor with her and then the other ones, they're high waisted. So they were perfect. So, and I could still fit into them. So with Finn and so that was why I wore them, but black and comfortable and, and high waisted. That is definitely key, especially yeah. if you have a C-section. Yeah. The high-waisted is key because you don't, if you have a C-section, yes, because of all the padding, but also if you deliver vaginally, your bump doesn't like all of a sudden disappear right away. Right away yeah. right? Like you still have a belly. So that maternity pants still fit. Um, but like you said, like I, you were the jammy kind of girl in the hospital. I was proper clothing, but I also didn't stay 
in the hospital as a patient. Yeah. I was in the nursery. I was in the NICU. Um, I was moving around a lot. So I had to look, or at least I felt like I needed to be wearing proper clothing. So that's well, why. And it, it depends on your personality too. Like, yeah. We're talking like I wore dresses, you wore jeans, yoga pants and stuff, (laughs) right? Yeah, yoga pants and jeans. I wore, uh, see, and the funny thing is, like, I actually had to go out and buy loungewear because I only wear jeans at home. Like, I don't own track pants, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just that type of person. It's either jeans or dresses. So then when when, um, I was in the hospital, it just ended up being zip-up jammies. But depends on preference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's your clothing, your clothing choice and your preference for sure. And then next on my list, I have sandals or slippers, um, something that's comfy, that um, is kind of a bigger size because I brought my Birkenstocks, but my feet ended up swelling. Mm. So I needed to um, adjust them yeah. so that I could actually put my foot into it. Well, I... Kind of funny. I have a similar piece on my list too. I said slip on shoes like Tom's because I live in my Tom's. So, but Mm -hmm. something that you don't have to bend over to get your foot in, you can just slide right in. So like Burks, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like sandals. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I had mine too with me, but uh, I like the Tom's because sometimes the hospital can be cold. Sometimes it can be hot. Like you never know. So like having my toes covered, I preferred. So Mm -hmm. I like, I like my Tom's. The funny thing is I wore Toms in my pregnancy too, because they're so comfy and I still wear Toms. I've always worn Toms too, but um, my feet would not fit in Toms. They grew that much. Like it amazed me how my feet ended up swelling after I delivered. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because like with Freya, I don't remember my feet swelling at all, but with Finn, I still wore my Toms but I noticed like I could see the swelling in my feet like because yeah. there was the pudge over the top, like the arch of your be foot. Tight. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't uncomfortable. I could still get it. And I, in my head, I was like, okay, this is okay. Cause like the, the tightness, the tightness is going to compress the swelling <laughs> yeah. out of my feet. So yeah. that's why I wore those all the time too. Yeah. But, it, it ended up going down fairly quickly once I started moving around, but because I was confined to a bed for a little bit, that's mm-hmm. why the swelling was really bad with the twins. Not so much with Caroline, but hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But every, Tom's every uh, pregnancy and delivery is different, right? Exactly. What else do you have? So my next one is stool softeners. Oh yeah. I think stool softeners are key and I know some hospitals do it. Some hospitals give it to you. Um, but there is nothing pack it anyways. More. Yeah. Pack it because you're not guaranteed you never know, like they might forget you to give you one. And if you don't know to ask for it, you might not think of it. Um, and there's a whole lot of other things going on. You did just have a baby. So like you're focused on your baby now. And, but that first poop, we've talked about it before is the scariest thing in the world. Like labor and delivery, you survived it. It's okay. I don't know about you, but there were times where I was like, Oh my God, I don't think I'm going to be able to poop. Like (laughs) Where you're like, oh my God, am I going to poop? I don't know if I can do this, even though I just had a baby. Well, the funny thing is, so the poop, my first poop with the boys was not as bad as my first poop with Caroline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first poop with Caroline was terrible. 
and it took like forever I, and I'm like taking my time because I knew it was going to hurt and it was way worse than the boys. <laughs> welcome wow. welcome yeah. to the, rea the reality of motherhood where you talk about poop in every conversation. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> poop, bodily functions, yeah. you know, blood. Uh, yeah, but I think I, for, for one, stool softeners are key because I know we, even though we were at the same hospital, you got it, I did not. So yeah. I think it's important to have it packed. And I might have got it because I was on morphine tablets, which is a narcotic. Mm -hmm. And those will make your poo hard anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe. It could have also been because I signed myself out and gave up any any like access to medical care four hours after I delivered Finn. So like Yeah. And that would but, do it too. Yes. But <laughs> Stool softeners, which I still did not think to pack it. Stool softeners are key. Yeah. I don't know if I packed it in the hospital bag, but I had purchased them so that when I was at home, I had stool softener on me. If I have another baby, stool softeners will be on my list. <laughs> just keep it in the, the van right now. Yeah, yeah. Just keep it in the, I'm going to have it in the house. Yeah. Yeah. If you, when you get pregnant again, I'm going to pack a hospital bag for you. Like as soon as I find out, I'll be like, congratulations. Here's your hospital bag. <laughs> I will have so many. Cause I can guarantee you that Peter will do one. My mom will do one. Uh, he'll they'll do be one. everywhere. Yeah. They'll yeah. Hit everywhere. They'll be hidden everywhere. What was your, what's your next one? So the last one I have on my list is snacks. When you have a baby, like you're really hungry afterwards. And yeah. I know I've, if anyone's listened to the C-section podcast we've done I've talked about how you have to ease into having food after your surgery so I had soup but then once I was okay and digested the soup okay and I was okay to eat more stuff I wanted snacks just come up with some healthy snacks that you like to munch on I know that pretzels were one of the things that I had brought with us and I think some like trail mix and stuff yeah like maybe not trail mix easy to grab things yeah you I don't think I brought you could do trail mix because see, this is the teacher in me. I just assume everything is everywhere is like peanut free. Hospitals yeah. are not peanut free because they give you peanut butter for your toast. So yeah. you could do. So maybe I did bring trail mix. You see, now I'm second guessing myself, even though none of my kids have peanut allergies. I'm very sensitive to, to peanut allergies now that I have children, right? Well, as a teacher, I just assume everywhere is peanut free. Like you can't have nuts anywhere. And then I remember, but yeah, like you get, little packets of peanut butter with your toast huh? and they have it in the little kitchenette that you can go help help yourself to I, I never made it to the kitchenette Keith only made it to the kitchenette <laughs> oh, anyways yeah so that's that's our list yeah I think that's a pretty good list of the things that you don't necessarily think about I agree and if people want more information on hospital checklist we have one in our free resources section of our website yay. which we've just launched yay so go to bestlifemomsclub.com and go to free resources all you have to do is enter your email address and you have access to all of our free resources right now there are three of them up there and we are adding more um, very very soon yeah so you'll have access to everything yeah like there's there's lots of things to pack in a hospital bag but these are kind of the key ones that like stand out like yes they need to yeah. be there
Yeah. And the list that we have put together that's on the website, has, I think it's two pages and it's kind of everything you would want to pack. Yeah. All encompassing. Even, even some that you go, eh, not for me, but might be for somebody else. So yeah, we try to think of everything. Yeah. It's a great list. I will use it for sure if I get pregnant again <laughs> next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.